A very good afternoon to all, brothers and sisters in the Dhamma. Today is Sunday, 27 August 2023. We will be continuing our sharing from this book, Understanding the Heart and the Mind. I think today we are towards the end, should be finishing. Then after that, since we are going to have our retreat uh, in another one month plus, uh, we may start off with the uh, sharing of the Heart Sutta again, <laughs> so that those who are attending, you can develop the preliminary uh, understanding, so that when you are there, it's easier for you to develop the understanding of the whole cultivation process. <laughs> then we can move faster when we are there. Okay, so now let us, as usual, prepare for pre-puja. <laughs> let us compose our mind, develop the faith, sadha, virya, then mindfully we shall commence the puja chanting. Namo bensu su jiamoni fo. Namo Bensu Sergia Monifo. Namo Bensu Sergia Monifo. Namo Quan Sing Pusa. Namo Quan Sing Pusa. Namo Quan Sing Pusa. Namo Amitofo. Namo Amitofo. Namo Amitofo. Namo Milofo. Namo Milofo. Namo Milofo. Namo Pusian Pusa, Namo Pusian Pusa, Namo Pusian Pusa, Namo Titang Wang Pusa, Namo Titang Wang Pusa, Namo Titang Wang Pusa. Arahang Sama Sam Buddha Bagawa, Buddhang Bagawantang Abiwadimi. Suakato Bhagavata Dhammo Dhammang Namasami Supatipano Bhagavato Savakasango Sanghang Namami Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang saranang gachami, Dhammang saranang gachami, Sanghang saranang gachami, Dutiyampi buddhang saranang gachami, Dutiyampi dhammang saranang gachami, Dutiyampi sanghang saranang gachami, 
Tatiampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Dhammang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Sanghang Saranang Gachami Panati Pata Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Adina dana veramani sikha padang samadhyami Kami sumichachara veramani sikha padang samadhyami Musawada veramani sikha padang samadhyami Sura Miraya Majapama Datana Veramani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Sadhu 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 Okay, let's pay respect to Pajan Padang Pajami. Damang Pujit Sanghang Pujit Okay, you all can be seated. Yes, relax body and mind, then maintain some more attention. Then we will start. <laughs> Let us turn to page six of the chanting book. We will chant the invocation to the devas. Invocation to the devas. In this universe, in the entirety, let the deities or devas come here. Let them hear the good teachings of the King of Sages, which is heaven and release, Nipana. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. Samantha Chiakawalesu. To Devata Saddamang Moni Rajasa Sunantu Sakamokadang Dhammasavanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Dhammasavanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Dhamma Svanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa It 
ติเปโสปากวาอรหังสัมมาสัมบุตโตวิจาจารณสัมปันโนสุกัตโตโลกวิดูอนุตโรปุริสัตมมสารติสัตตาเดวามนุสานังปุตโตบากาวติสวากาโตบากาวตาดัมโมสันติติโกอาคาลิโกเอหิปัสเสโกโอปานายโกปัจจัตังเวดิตาบุปินุหิติสุปฏิปันโนบากวัตโตสาวกสังโกปุจุปฏิปันโนบากวัตโตสาวกสังโกญาปฏิปันโนบากวัตโตสาวกสังโกสามีจิปฏิปันโนบากวัตโตสาวกสังโกยาดีดังจัตตารีปุริสายุคานีอัตตปุริสปุกาลเอสาบากาวโตสาวกสังโกอาหุเนโยปาหุเนโยดักเนโยอัญชลิการเนโยอนุตรังปุญญังเกตังโลกสาธิสาธุสาธุสาธุโอเคเดี๋ยวแคมบีสิทธะแคมบีว่าสตาร์ทเอาไว้แชร์เลยนะเดินตัวเพจอ่าฟิฟตี้วันนี้เดี๋ยวเอ่อ summary short note number twenty five Okay, we will continue from there. So this one is the continuation of the short notes uh, on this book, understanding the heart and the mind. Yeah? This is, I think, towards the final part already. Yeah? Last few pages. So Sister PG shared what happened to her this afternoon, Miss that day, yeah? while at work. So this one, I think, is regarding she need to go somewhere yeah, to attend meeting and all those things. Yeah. So the sharing is about what happened while she was driving there. Yeah. So she said, when negative mind state come into play, she was aware and mindful of it. So this one is very important. In fact, the beginning of cultivation. Is the beginning of one's ability to be mindful of this wrong thought, or what we call negative mind states. What are negative mind states? Mind states that condition one's worry, anxiety, sorrow, lamentation, lack of peace. Negative mind state that has the evil roots of delusion within. And because of delusion, there is a tendency 
to have fear, worry, anxiety, then sometimes the ego will condition the selfish thinking, the emotional negativity, the unhappy thought, and all these things. So these are mind states that will give rise to coming. So when this negativity or mind state arise, karmic friction of your past, which have all this tendency, they will have the condition to manifest. So if you want to avoid the unnecessary condition for negative karma to arise, then you need to be mindful of all this negativity of mind state from arising. So when you are aware, you can develop the understanding of it and at the same time deal with it through wisdom and understanding. So initially, ability to be mindful is very important. As I mentioned, when negative mind states come into play, she was aware and mindful of it. She realized she was trying to key in her ways eh, to set the address for her destination where she needed to go to for the meeting, which is somewhere in Puchong. But it could not be done. Sometimes it's not that. <laughs> and time was running out because she's scared or worried that she'll be late. Then she can see her own mind states, the impatience building up, the worry, the negative thought or wrong thought. So all this impatience building up because of her wrong thought conditioning that makes her feel impatient, worry, and anxiety. Mm. So as she was driving, she reminded herself she needs to be heedful and mindful and not let this negative mind state set in. So luckily, she has this understanding. So she maintained heedfulness and mindfulness instead of worrying about the delay and all this thing, the wrong thought manifesting into mental hindrance. So she was very careful when she was driving. As she was very mindful, it helped her to break in time or on time as another vehicle sway into her lane suddenly. Yeah. So everyone in the car froze. And Bertil further shared that when one is mindful, one is able to avoid condition which could lead to negative karma from arising. So this is the meaning. Eh? If you have mindfulness and awareness, then you can do something about it. Otherwise, karma will take over. It will create the karmic conditioning and bring forth whatever causes and condition to match with the karmic path. Eh? So here, I share, I say, when one is mindful, 
one is able to avoid the condition which can lead to negative karma from arising. So this part, make note, eh? make note. Mindfulness can help you to actually uh, avoid all these uh, causes and conditions from manifesting. Yeah. It can prevent the causes and conditions for all this negativity of karma from arising. But you also need understanding, which is wisdom. Yeah. Then the next part of the note is the continuation of the explanation. Eh? When you take care of karma, karma will take care of your life. Uh, this is very important. <clears throat> if you don't have virtue, if you don't take care of karma, if you don't keep your precept, you will have tendency of negativity of karma hitting back. Because if you fail to take care of karma, then you lack virtue. And when you lack virtue, there is nothing much you can do. So you reap what you sow. Do good because good. Do evil because evil. You plant the seed of evil tendency. You will reap the fruit of evil. That's the nature's law. Law of karma moral causation. So when your mental intention is negative, with the evil roots of greed, hatred, and delusion, evil condition, negative thought, unwholesome thought, the mental hindrance, then they will hinder your mind from entering the meditative state. So this will further the delusion that will condition the mind to act negatively with wrong thought, with fearful thought, the worry, the anxiety, the impatience, the insecurity, uh, the unhappy mind and all those things. So this is what Dhamma is. When you understand, you can apply it into life. So Dhamma in daily life is to understand the Dhamma and Develop the understanding to enable you to understand life, thereby enabling you to live life so that you can turn your negative tendency around to develop more and more virtue. We are following the advice of the Buddha to avoid all evil, do good. So to avoid all evil, you keep your precepts. Then to do good, you cultivate the first five or six power factor of the Noble Eightfold Path. Then the last advice is to purify your mind. You develop mindfulness, leading to stability of it, which is Samadhi. So when all the Noble Eightfold Path factor fall into place, you will be able to develop the wisdom to free your mind, to liberate your mind, so that Suffering need not be. Mm. So this is how you develop the understanding of life and the ability to live life to avoid all this unnecessary karmic thing. Mm. So I will read through this one again. 
when you take care of karma, karma take care of your life. Because nothing protects us other than our virtue, our kindness, and wisdom. So these three are very important. Yeah? Your virtue, yeah? which includes your kind thought, your kindness within your heart, your sincerity, and your understanding, which is wisdom. So when one cultivates the Dhamma correctly, one can see clearly the changes happening for the better in one's life. Means you can see a weakness for yourself, personality-wise, character-wise, and understanding-wise. You have changed. You have transformed for the better. The way one lives life or one's life is very important. After all our wrong views, especially psychiatry or self-delusion has been rooted out, sensual desire and evil will also dissipate because the sense of self, the ego, personality, the delusion has been rooted out. So when that one is rooted out, the evil roots of greed and hatred, including possessiveness, envy, jealousy, etc., covetousness, craving, all this, they will dissipate. And there is no being inside there to arise the evil roots of greed, hatred, and delusion. It is mainly from delusion, psychiatry, that greed and hatred manifest. We are the personality, the ego, is the one that conditions this evil roots of greed and hatred. So sensual desire and ill will will dissipate once you root out psychiatry or delusion. Then I continue, I say, when one is heedful of the five spiritual faculties develop, means when you have the ability to develop the opposite five spiritual faculties to counter the five mental hindrances, then it will help you then you will start to understand where one is heedful with the five spiritual faculties of Sada, Virya, Sati, Samadhi, and Panya, the opposite five mental hindrance, which is sensual desire, ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness of mind and doubt, they will cease to be, they will not arise anymore. This is how you root them out. You need the spiritual faculty. Then we will develop the understanding, the wisdom. People are just the way they are. The world is the world. So when you understand these two fundamental principles of the nature's law, then you will know what to do. So just let things be. Thing is just the way it is, like the Buddha said. So just let things be. When condition is like that, things will unfold this way. So this is right view. You have to come to terms with the reality within the moment. Because the causes and conditions are all set. It has to be this way, no other way. That's our ability to accept the reality within the moment.
every moment is very important. You want to improve things, change the way things are, then you have to set in the appropriate causes and conditions for things to arise or manifest. So the understanding is just let things be. This is right view. So whatever happens in life, when you have this understanding, you will not panic. You will not arise the fear, the worry, the anxiety to stir your mind, to arise the mental hindrance of mind. They will hinder your mind from entering the meditative state of inner peace and inner awareness. And also, don't be reactive or emotional. For this activity will only create negative condition for negative karma to arise or ripen. So without this understanding, when things do not go your way, you will become angry and agitated because your thought, yeah, your wrong view, will condition you to react with negativity. What needs to be done is to not believe those wrong thoughts or negative tendency within your mind state. Calm yourself down. Then with a clear mind, do the needy to resolve issues or things amicably via the Dhamma way, following the noble way of path, which I have taught you all before. Eh? So this is just like a quick revision. Hmm. Then, short note, point number 27. Bertio shared that whenever he is in a situation, he will never perceive it with negativity but instead accept it as a live reality. So this understanding is very important. This is the right view. Yeah. So I read again. Bratio huh? shared that whenever he is in a situation, he will never perceive it with negativity, but instead accept it as a live reality with right view. And then take it as a blessing in disguise for him to learn from it. That's why I say life itself is my greatest teacher because from life I learn a lot. I see how karma manifests. I see how the mind functions following the particular samopana. I saw the nature's law that governs life and existence operate. The law of karma, the law of mind, and the law of truth. They are all manifesting. Even the scientific law, everything. Which is the physical law of nature and the biological order. Together with the spiritual law of karma niyama, chitta niyama, and dhamma niyama. They become the pancha niyama, which governs all of life and existence. So understanding all this is very important. Mm. So you can learn from it. You don't have to perceive it with negativity. 
but you can make use of it. Take it in as a learning process, then as a blessing in disguise. If you have not encountered such situation, you may not learn all this. You may not understand all this. That's like the Buddha in the first noble truth, the three turning. This noble truth of dukkha, which is suffering, is to be understood in the second turn. So when you confront life, when you go through life, you will experience all this situation that can lead to suffering if you don't have the Dhamma understanding. So this is what the Dhamma is. The noble truth of Dukkha is to be understood. So how can I understand it? I have to confront it. I have to develop the understanding of it. Then apply the Dhamma that I have learned and cultivated. Yeah. Initially, I silenced my mind to observe and see all this. Then I put it to test, investigate into it. And when it stands out to investigation, one will have this understanding. Then it will awaken your nature and enable one to actually liberate the mind, to go beyond the thought process, beyond thought, beyond mind. Then we know how to live life, we know how to act, we know how to develop all the favorable causes and conditions to turn things around. Then we can be a blessing to all. So I will read on. Eh? So he will use his understanding and at times his common sense to resolve the issue at hand amicably via his Dhamma understanding or via the Dhamma way. So the word amicably is very important. Nobody gets hurt or there is no like uh, discrimination or whatever. Uh, you have to resolve things amicably so that everybody is not affected so that everybody can develop the understanding and become like uh, blessed. <clears throat> then you can laugh over it after that. So this is what Dhamma cultivation is. Life itself is the greatest teacher. From life, you can learn a lot of things if you are mindful, aware, and you have the Dhamma with you. So this is what application of Dhamma is all about. It's not about the theory. When you know the theory, if you cannot live it, then it cannot become a living reality. Hmm. Then note number 28. This one also very important. Hmm. Uh, this one I think is what a lot of beings out there wants to listen. Just uh, it's raining now, very, very uh, just how the lightning, the thunder start. Uh, so this note 28, uh, short note 28, you listen. Uh, after the Monday, mind has collapsed. Uh, this one, very few cultivators can reach this state of understanding. Berthier shared that the cultivator will have to learn 
how to use the supramundane mind, which is so fine. It's like no mind inside there. And you hardly feel anything. And it is as if there is no movement at all within the mental, means within the brain there. This mind is so different from the mundane mind, which is very gross with a lot of images. It is much easier to train the mundane mind to be mindful or aware because it is grosser. But after it has collapsed, it's like nothing at all and no mind to train, like nothing to do. You need to know how to handle such situation with wisdom or you may end up having unnecessary, I use the word problem in inverted comma again. <laughs> Then the next point is note 29. Radio shared that there is still a tendency for most cultivators who have progressed to be deceived by the thought again after a period of cultivation. Yeah. Like what I used to advise a lot of Kayamita, especially Brother Song. His advice is do not listen to the thought. Yeah, this is the mundane mind that has duality. Instead, silence your mind and go back to your nature to develop the understanding inside. Only the nature or the silent mind can see things as they are to awaken. But thought is also useful when there is wisdom. When wisdom is already a part of you, the form in mind, and it has stabilized, you can then share your understanding with others. And thought becomes beautiful. Everything is beautiful after that. Today's Dhamma sharing is due to condition from Brasuyan's question and the higher consciousness among some Kayamitas who can understand what Pratyo shared. So at that time, it was really beautiful eh? because the condition manifests. Eh? Then, point number 30, short notes. Progress in Dhamma cultivation leads to more understanding. This is very true. Then one is able to use it to live life, the real life. Means use it in real life, like what I explained just now, Dhamma in daily life. The living Dhamma, not theoretical Dhamma or knowledge-based Dhamma. Dhamma understanding and virtue can protect those who cultivate it. Like Sister PG at that time, she was able to avoid the condition for negative karma to arise. With Dhamma, one feels blessed, like you are very blessed, like, like you are very uh, lucky. It actually has nothing to do with luck. Yeah, you take care of karma, karma take care of your life. So all this, when you understand, it will fall into place. If one's virtue developed via correct cultivation, one is protected. That's why I say your virtue will protect. So karma is actually a reflection of what you do in life, your good and bad. So you cultivate the wholesome the virtuous uh, action, speech, and thought process, 
then that virtue, which is a way of taking care of karma, is the advice of the Buddha to avoid all evil, good, and purify your mind. That virtue and wisdom will protect you, will give rise to favorable conditions for you to avoid any severe coming conditioning condition or friction that may be triggered. If you don't take care of karma, then you are heedless. You will get entangled in situation and problems leading to suffering and misery. But if you cultivate sincerely, you will find your life changing for the better. This is for the individual cultivator to find out for themselves. When this happens, your faith in the Triple Gem will be unshakable, especially their faith in the Buddha and his teaching. This teaching, which is given free, is really a true gem. So do cherish it. Yeah. Uh, then we finish. Eh? Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. So that time the above draft was prepared by Sister uh, Chong Pui Yuan. Eh? I think she is Miss Brother Chong and Mrs. Uh, Puan Chi's daughter. Eh? Yeah. Okay, so we managed to finish this book. Then after this, maybe we can have our Okay, we can have our maybe uh, further sharing yeah, by going through uh, what we have gone through again. Yeah. So just to recap, yeah, the title of this sharing was somebody asked what is the difference between the heart and the mind. Yeah. So this topic that I started is not easy. Yeah. Well, most people understand it in a very uh, superficial manner because through education, through knowledge-based type of teaching, people will just tell you based on what they understand, especially the scientific community or our education system. They say your heart is the organ. <laughs> That's it, finish. The heart is a very important organ, they tell you. That is where the heartbeat is and all those things is it. From there, yeah, it will trigger the heartbeat that actually pounds the heart and allow the blood yeah, to be uh, like pumped to all the other vital organs for it to nourish them so that it can sustain life. So that the process of what they call nourishment of life can happen. Then as far as the mind is concerned, they only know it is our so-called conscious mind, which is the thought process. Or some who have the understanding, like we are Buddhists, 
we call it the thinking mind or we call it the mundane mind because this is what mundane people do. So the thinking mind is also our mundane mind. Mundane in the sense that it has not developed the wisdom, the understanding. It has not developed the awakening or the enlightenment. And they don't know that we have two minds. One is the true mind, which is also our silent mind before the arising of the thought process. The inner awareness within us, our nature. So this mundane mind, which is the byproduct of the true mind, they manifest when there is causes and conditions. And how do they manifest? They manifest because there is this karmic nature that condition the form and mind to arise, the vehicle and the tool, together with the rebirth consciousness, it trigger off the process. So karmically, the physical body comes to be through the process of they call uh, mating, eh? mating means like for our case, the human being, you need a lady and a man. Yeah? Then they must go through the mating process. And nowadays it can be done scientifically, <clears throat> even via the test tube baby or the thing, to cause the what they call fertilization of the sperm and the ovum. Yeah. Then it starts the process of development of the embryo. Then the mother, through the umbilical cord, provides it with the nourishment, etc. Then through that, they reach certain maturity after a few weeks, I think. Then the sensor starts to appear within the fetus or the embryo. Then only the heart, everything are formed. Then the life force that come and power the new embryo, yeah, they can set in after that. Yeah. Then when that process takes place, it will continue to grow. Then there is the birth process. That's how the human being comes to be. And because of that, we have the three conditions already set. The physical body, the consciousness that is trapped inside since the beginning of birth, or what we call the birth process, yeah, before you are even born. The heartbeat, that one, the life force from nature, our coming nature, the powers of life, the trigger of yeah. And that one is the third condition that you need. Yeah. So together with these three, it animates the fetus or the embryo to further develop until it becomes a newborn baby. Yeah. Then with the baby, it starts to receive further care, attention, then the growth process. That's how the conditioning 
comes about. That's how the baby develops the senses to perceive, to learn, to develop all the activity within life. So that's how they start to actually receive all this conditioning. So the conditioning can come in many forms. Initially, of course, are the parents or whoever who take care of them. Then later on, as they grow up, the environment, the what they call uh, education system, the social media, and together with whatever uh, influence uh, that society has over the child. That's why the child of nowadays is different from our time, which is six or seven decades ago. So as society evolves, as our understanding of civilization evolves, different era of being that come, they will receive different feedback, different conditioning, different uh, what they call education system or even social media and all those things. Everything has become so different, so sophisticated. Then all this has the interplay of coming from the past. That's why different era, different beings are born. Different causes and conditions comes into play. Then different evolution of what they call consciousness take place. So even our planet Earth, according to scientists, it has been in existence for the last maybe six, seven, or eight billion years. Yeah, some even dated as 10 billion. Over such long period, how can our civilization recorded be so short? The known civilization that is recorded or present on is only about five, six thousand years. Yeah. It's like the first recorded prehistoric, yeah, what they call history. Maybe 3,000 or 3,000 over BC before Christ. Then now we are in the AD, Anno Domino, means after Christ. 2023. So 2,000 plus 3,000 plus 5,000 plus maybe 6,000 years of recorded history. But if planet Earth had been in existence for so long, then what happened to all the other civilizations that came before this? You can only understand if you have the ability to, and these are not many, the scientists are still probing. There are still many questions that is unanswered. So our, this topic is very important. As a cultivator of the way, 
We develop the inner awareness, which is our true mind, our true nature. From there, we develop the understanding of what that mundane mind is, the thinking mind is. That mind is dependent originating condition arising causal phenomena, not intrinsic within our nature. That one is a byproduct of our true nature. Then we also come to know our heart is different from the thinking mind. Where the thinking mind is mostly about the accumulated memories, which are the views, opinion, conditioning, belief system, our phobia, our whatever fear, insecurity, eh? and scars of memory and all the things that we accumulate or our what they call psychological memory plus our mechanical memory or the knowledge that we accumulate. That one is in the brain. Then when we use the brain to act, we create thought. Your thought is respond to all this memory that we accumulated, we hold on to. Then when we act according to all this psychological memory, which is very negative, very fearful and full of negative tendency that has evil roots of greed, hatred, and delusion, then we are not acting at all. That's why initially before the Dhamma come in, you cannot act. Because our only instrument is the thought process, the thinking. Then when we cultivate the Dhamma through the mindfulness or awareness nature, we develop different understanding. We develop all the right view, the right understanding. Then we straighten our view and develop the clear understanding of life. And then we free ourselves from being entangled or deluded by the phenomenal world of form and consciousness. That's how we liberate. Yeah. Then we come to know that the heart is where the consciousness is, where the gateway to our nature is. Yeah. It's from there that everything arises. So our conscious everything arise from there because that is where the nature is, the gateway. So when we come, if we don't have this ability to silence through the awareness-based meditation to realize our true mind, our true nature, then we cannot understand all this. Uh, maybe uh, through life experience, some people may come to know like you have two minds inside there talking. Uh, one is the conscience that tells you, no, this is not right, you cannot do. Then the other one is your psychological mind, which is your mundane mind, your thinking mind. That one will come in and debate uh, and sometimes overrule the conscience uh, through justification and other things. So we have gone through all this. Yeah. So ability to understand this title, understanding the heart and the mind, is very, very important. Then we choose take care 
of the mind, through wisdom, through understanding. In the mind, we have to realize the supramundane mind, or what we call the true mind, the silent mind, the meditative mind. So once we realize that, that is the beginning of real spiritual cultivation. Like Huining say, the first hallmark of Huining is to realize the state of no thought. When you can realize that, you become different. You become just aware. Then you can see how from the awareness thought comes to be. Then you can understand the limitation of thought. How, like I explained to you all, from the spacious awareness, we zoom in to a small, minute space, which is limited, to perceive something, to develop the understanding of what that thing is. So through perception, which is the memory, we perceive it. Then we use that perception, which is mainly words and concept or idea, to view it, to perceive it. Yeah. Without wisdom, you will perceive it with delusion, negativity. That's why all this will cause sakayadidi, further entanglement. It will lead to all the delusion that condition us to grasp, cling, hold, and give meaning. Bear to us is very real. It's like ever existing. That we are what we think we are. There is a person, a personality, or a being inside there. Yeah. Of course, we cannot deny that there is a human being. But according to the teaching, if you meditate, you develop the awareness of it, then you will know this living being is not you. This one is dependent, originating, condition arising, causal phenomenon, not a permanent, unchanging entity that you can cling onto, hold onto, grasp onto, and say, This is me. This is I. Therefore, all this can be mine. There is no such thing. If you have this view, this opinion, then it is sakadity, self-delusion. And to realize this, you need the meditative understanding, mindfulness, awareness, to see clearly. Then if the form and mind is not you, the human being is not you, then who are you? What are you? Are that is the meditative question. Who are you? What are you? So when you understand clearly all this, then you develop the understanding of the Dhamma, the truth. Then you will know the unconditioned Dhamma and the conditioned Dhamma. They are different. But you need both aspects of the understanding to understand life and live life. Then you also come to know apart from the karmic nature, there is also a spiritual nature. And these two, they will support what they call life and existence. And they are 
in the twine or connected. So all these are the understanding that can manifest when you have this ability to be aware inside and develop the awareness-based meditation. That's why this teaching is not knowledge, not a scholarly approach. Yeah. Dharma knowledge, or they call uh, Dharma uh, study, means scholastic study. They are all theoretical Dhamma, not the actual living Dhamma. The living Dhamma is to be realized and awakened to the form and mind because it is karmically conditioned. It can allow that living being inside there. Yeah? to develop the understanding of all this, then it can also realize that true mind, the true nature, to finally gain access to the gateway, to realize the inner nature. Yeah. The inner nature, which is the true mind, the silent mind, that nature within, is very different from the mundane mind. Yeah or what we call the thinking mind. Yeah. So all this understanding, we need to cultivate. We need to develop. Then from there, we will have the wisdom yeah, to understand life and to live life. Then everything becomes like clear to you. Then everything like so different. Character-wise, personality-wise, understanding-wise, you have evolved, you have awakened, then you become so different. Then life becomes meaningful, become beautiful, amazing, wonderful. That's why all this are only possible when you have the correct approach and the correct understanding to develop the cultivation accordingly. Yeah. Of course, the basic teachings, the Kyamani Buddhas, the essence of his teaching, which is the Four Noble Truths and its three turning, are very important too. But initially, we develop it through knowledge, theoretical Dhamma understanding. The Buddha call it the initial phase of pariyati, the learning of the teachings. So the learning of the teaching is very important. After you learn, you go to the second phase, which is pati-pati. You have to put it into practice so that it can become a living reality so that you can awaken to it, so that it can help you understand everything. So this Patipati is where the cultivation is. And we have to approach it through the right approach or understanding. You must approach it through Sati or mindfulness or awareness-based meditation. So if you approach it through the thought base. 
you will be limited by the instrument you use. Your thought itself limits you. You cannot realize the Dhamma which is beyond thought, beyond mind. So everything needs the mindfulness or awareness. When you develop awareness and mindfulness, you can realize the true mind, the awareness nature within. When you realize that, that is the beginning of the spiritual cultivation, awareness-based meditative training. And that one will allow you to see things as they are, the direct seeing, to insight into phenomena, to awaken to the universal characteristics of Anichang, Dukkang, and Anatta. Then from there, you can develop the cultivation further. Yeah. And for those who wants to go the supreme vehicle path means not just the initial sainthood way. You can still continue. But the sainthood way to be is still relatively very basic in its ability to comprehend things and understand things. But good enough for the individual form in mind to liberate, to realize enlightenment and to be free from birth and death. Finally, when you realize the arahanship or arahantaship. But to develop the full enlightenment, realizing the full understanding of existence and life, you need to go the Bodhisattva way. You must take the four basic vow, then plant the seed of Bohi, yeah, and determine sincerely through faith and understanding. Then persevere to cultivate until the full fulfillment of your perfection of the ten parameters to become Sama Sambuddha. So this is more or less the summary of the whole cultivation process that you need to understand and know. And this topic, understanding the heart and the mind, is very important. It is the basis of cultivation. And after that, the other book that we're supposed to print, we have to wait for Sister Pamasri and Brother Tune to come back. Then hopefully that book should be ready soon before our retreat, which is the difference between consciousness and awareness. That book also very important, very beautiful. That one also has a lot of spiritual understanding within. Only cultivator of the way can have those understanding. Mm. Consciousness as we understand it. Awareness as we understand it through the cultivation. So these two, when you combine, it become very different. But in the meantime, before they come back, before the book is ready, I think for our next sharing, which is the next Sunday, uh, we will 
go through, like I said just now, the Heart Sutta. Yeah. I want to go through it one more time so that more people can develop the understanding. And for those who wants to really learn these teachings of the Buddha, the Dhamma, you should follow yeah, the Heart Sutta sharing. That one, we will take at least, I think, eight months to finish, yeah, which we have done during the MCO time. <coughs> I think during the MCO time, most people are uh, not ready with the condition to understand that teaching. Only some who have that faith and the causes and conditions at that time, they benefited from it. Yeah. Most of the time, I had to go through this Heart Sutta book, Short Notes, yeah, which is the whole book, the second edition of ours. We have to rush through all, over the retreat, which is normally eight to nine days. Yeah. But unless you are very good, you have your past, to go through it within eight to nine days is not an easy task for people to develop the understanding. And most people find it very beautiful, very interesting during the retreat, but too much for them to absorb most of the time. And only some who continue to determine eh, to develop the post-retreat cultivation, the daily religious routine and all those things can really continue with the cultivation and develop the understanding. But they are all recorded and in the website. You go and listen to it again and again and again. You will develop a lot of understanding. Then as you develop all this cultivation with faith, with sincerity and perseverance or diligence, you become very different. You progress very fast. Okay, so with this, I will end our today's sharing. Yeah. So this book, Understanding the Heart and the Mind, we finish. Yeah. Okay, so now we will have our 45 minutes of awareness-based meditation. Yeah. I will off the light. Yeah. Then you can have your 45 minutes of awareness-based meditation. So like I explained before. Eh? Awareness-based meditation is to develop our inner awareness. So to do that, you need the four support, eh? which I have already uh, taught you all before. Eh? It's also on the whiteboard up there. Eh? The first support is relax both body and mind. No need to do anything, just relax body and mind. Be at ease, be at peace. There's no more problem. Eh? Physically, mentally, no more problem. You are at ease, relax. Then second support is maintain awareness. Miss aware, finish. Whatever arises within their sense spaces, aware, finish. No need to know anything, just aware. Whatever arises, whether from your hearing, smell, taste, tactile, or thought process, or even your hearing, just away, finish, away, 
When you do that, you start to develop the ability to be aware. No more thinking. Most of the time, before you do this, you tend to think a lot. Whatever that comes to your awareness, you straight away perceive it, then the thinking starts. The proliferation of thought process starts. Then you get yourself entangled with the thought process or movement. We call it the mental chattering yeah, or mental dialogue. Yeah. So that is how you become heedless. You become lost in thought, preoccupied with your thinking. When you do that, how can you be aware? That's why you cannot be with the moment in silent awareness to be aware of your true mind, your silent mind. You need to develop that training. So relax, maintain awareness, just aware. Don't need to know, no need to do. No knowing, no doing, just aware, finish, aware, finish. Then stabilize it, continue this process. And whatever arises, remember to relax and maintain awareness until this nature becomes very quiet, very still. That's how you develop it. Okay? Then after that, when you stabilize ready, you use it to meditate, to develop understanding. Just through observation, no need to do anything. That mind that arises from that nature is your thinking mind, your mundane mind. What they call the condition arising or dependent originating mind. You will see them all. You will understand them all. Yeah. And this is what the true awareness-based meditation is or sati-based. Sati is mindfulness yeah, or awareness before the known. When you are just aware or mindful before you perceive, that is sati. But the moment you perceive, the aggregate has come in. The aggregate of mind is perception. Then sankara. Then you have vedana or feeling. They all arise, all the mind states. Then the proliferation of thought. All this become the content of consciousness. But when you are aware, you can be at the moment of consciousness, at the moment of feeling, at the moment of perception. Then no movement at all, just aware. aware. Then initially, you want to understand, you can allow it to move. Then you start to see how that movement happens. Following the Paticca Samupada, the dwelling, how Avijja Pacha Sankara Sankara Pacha Vinyanang Vinyanang Pacha Namarupa Narasik, the whole of that movement, you start to develop the understanding through observation, the silent observation of what arises and pass away. Means you learn to see things as they are. Not through your views, opinion, conditioning, and belief system. Please observe with the silent mind in pure awareness to understand what is going on. To understand clearly who are you, what are you, and how you function as a human being. Okay, so now we're off the line, and you can have your 45 minutes of awareness based meditation. I will set that up now. Mm.
you can slowly mindfully come out of meditation. Try to maintain whatever inner peace, inner calmness, inner awareness that you have developed for as long as you can. Okay. Then we will continue from our second session. Second session is meditation reporting, followed by whatever Q&A or question that one may have. You can ask me any question that you may have. The question can be on meditation, the Dhamma, or what you can actually make use of the Dhamma to develop the understanding of the teaching, uh, how to apply this teaching so that it can help you truly solve your daily problems that you may encounter. Mm. And at the same time, you can also share on life experiences, true life experiences based on your cultivation and understanding. Or we call it the, the mind daily life. Mm. Okay. Uh, you, be, you want to share something? Yeah. Yeah. Good evening, Radio, Mrs. Steele. And ah, yeah. Yeah. Sadio, yeah. Uh, I would like to share this a little mm. say, observation uh, that I encounter. Uh, I encounter uh, yeah, during good. the Uposata day. Oh, good. Sadio. <laughs> The previous uh, two Uposata day. So mm -hmm. I can't remember what is the date already. But August lah. August yeah, day. yeah. I think uh, beginning of August, I think. Huh? Uh, I was, uh, uh, how to say, I was uh, doing the chanting. Mm. Um, I, I usually Uposata day, I'll burn candle lah. Huh? The candle yes, is yes. in front of me. I, I was doing chanting. Usually chanting, I'll... I will close my eyes and chant. Mm. And then, uh, during almost ending of the chanting, mm. uh, I just open up my open my eyes and uh, the candle was in front of me. Lah, huh? mm -hmm. The candle also finishing. Finishing like want to burn off already. Ah, yes. So, uh, I was just chanting, chanting then I, I was looking at the candle. Mm. And the candle is uh, burning, burning, burning until no more flame. Ah, yes. Until no more flame. Uh, and then I still look at, looking at it and then uh, mm. uh, because it, I think this was my first time la, looking at a mm. burning candle to mm -hmm. the end. So I just look at it and then uh, like when the flame was no more Mm. I'm still looking at it and then suddenly a strain or how do you call it? A strain of smoke or white color smoke. Ah uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. It arises from the from the end of the candle. It just yeah, arises yeah. and then yeah. dissipate in the thin air. Yes. So uh I also forgot totally about my something already. Oh, never mind. Then what happened? So I just I just uh uh 
I think I just end it with uh, sharing Marie's everything just about three times and then mm. after that I sit back and uh, kind of contemplate. Lah. Ah, reflect and contemplate. Yes. It's yeah. actually not contemplation. The 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 information just come in. Mm. Very good. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> That's how the uh, life ends. To me, the, oh, the, the, the sadu, sadu. That's how oh, the okay, life ends. Okay. Okay, and very then, good, very good. Sorry. And then, Baratheos, uh, I think your teaching also come in to mm, stress me that at the end of this burning off of the flame, yeah. then, to my surprise, is the smoke come out, it's kind of like the consciousness came left out from the, body. the breaking yeah, off. Left of the, the body, the, yeah. Uh, left yeah. the body or breaking off mm. of the body yeah, or the, yeah. the candle. Yeah. La. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I was a bit, eh? Oh, this is uh to let me see how the ending life life yeah, is finishing and the complete what they call ending of that phase the segmented life okay. uh, no more very good uh, yeah yeah this so uh, so this is one part then the previous yeah. day mm. I also I, I never planned for it <laughs> yeah 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 it come by itself. Uh, it will yeah, come it, it will happen by itself. Uh. Yeah, again at the end of the chanting, mm. I, I also look up, hey, I say, oh, <laughs> the candles are almost finishing burning. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this part, this time is uh, uh, towards the end of the flame. Huh? The flame usually is as small as our small finger. Huh? Yeah, small yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very segments, nice. right? Uh, um, it's a small yeah. one, very minute. I think maybe uh, half of the segment on it. Yes, but yes. towards the end, oh, uh, this mm. time is different from the previous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can yeah. shoot up so high. Mm. It shoot up so high. It's like the whole small fingers length, you know, the whole flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole flame burns so long and very steady. One, no, no flickering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No flickering, very steady. Yeah, and yeah. Then it, it shoot up. And then okay, it go back to the original small size uh flame ah. Mm. Uh, but it slowly it burns, burns and burns, and then no more. Huh, the white smoke came out again. That's oh, it. Sorry, it uh, again. Yeah. So yeah. these are two xiao cha chi la, I should say. Yeah, two observation to let me see la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh again the, the kind of ending of life force is like that long, just like that long. Yeah, yeah, correct. When the different, life falls different, more, yeah, the flame uh, the different off. possibility of its ending. Uh, and in real life, nature's phenomena and real life happening, they are similar, quite similar. Because candle can be like that. Even like uh, in science, you uh, have study science. The ending of the sun or the what they call they call it the final phase before it completely ceases. So scientists also know they call it the supernova. The supernova is the sudden last what they call uh, manifestation. That one before it become a black hole and all those things, the supernova that actually bursts is very, very intense and very strong, uh, the sudden burst. 
than like what you go through. The ending phase can be just like the normal one. The flame become like very thin, then very minute, then it ceases. Then the final one of us, the candle has this manifestation. You have the feel finish already. It's like the smoke nah, come up. Or I sometimes call it the, what they call, like you burn the piece of firewood nah, until all the flame gone already, finish already. Then towards the end, nah, you realize only the smoke come out. Then later on, even the heat also gone, the smoke also gone. Then it start to cool down. So that phase. So sometimes it's like what you saw the second time. The last burst in flame, like very strong, luminous. Then after that, it finished. That one also possible because the consciousness that uh, process is like that, like the supernova and all those things, the star system and all those things. So for human consciousness, is the same. But here, when it comes to dying, the human consciousness, you need to develop the extensive cultivation like the bodhisattva to understand. Because what happened at death is uh, in a way, slightly different from normal phenomena. Normal phenomena, they don't have what they call the karmic consciousness to take over. So when the karmic consciousness take over, actually, before that being die, they are no longer conscious. They are no longer aware because they never develop the cultivation. They cannot have the ability to be aware at the uh, point of that. Means the moment when they're about to die or the death process. So what happens is the karmic consciousness take over. They no longer know what is going on. Because it's not them anymore. It's not the conscious mind anymore. It's not the consciousness of the normal uh, form and mind's movement anymore. It is the karmic conditioning, the karmic consciousness that take over. That's why sometimes you see them like different already. It's not them anymore. It's like we call in the Hokkien dialect, Huan Xiong, before a person dies, like, then they like hallucinate or like they can see this, they can see it. But these are karmic consciousness manifestation. The karmic consciousness really go through that process and like they see and all. But it's part and parcel of that physical body is connected. So the karmic consciousness that take over instead of the normal consciousness, they will manifest different things then the whole process will take place. Then towards the end, they will also finally end and cease. Then, of course, when they end and cease, I remember the craving force all, they will actually cease. But before it happened, 
the last thought moment, that condition or this, they call it the rebirth consciousness. With the death consciousness that condition the rebirth consciousness, that one already over, gone already. Uh, but the karmic conditioning that manifests yeah, is actually the whole process for all this to happen. Yeah. Then after that, what happened is the rebirth consciousness is already over, gone. Then this random consciousness that come out from the physical body is a totally different thing. Yeah. That one is, of course, that random of consciousness. We call it the balance inside that flow down. It could be the accumulated memory and all those things. Yeah. Then, of course, that one, based on karmic conditioning, all those things and delusion, they have their attachment, craving, fear, and all those things. So that one will come out. But that one is different. That one, no more physical form. They can still see, they can still hear, the senses are still there, but there is no physical. When they speak, like they speak, but the conscious human being, the normal living being, they cannot hear them. They cannot see them with their normal senses. But there are some human being or living being, yeah, the non-human that has this ability they can see them, they can hear them. Yeah. That's why they exist. Yeah. Then this one will take a while before it leaves or disperses. It depends on how uh, deluded the thing is or how much grasping, clinging and holding on to the existence before they die is this one will continue to stay around. Uh, it can be for a period, depending. Uh, then it will finally like still disperse. No matter how strong that consciousness is, it will find because it like there is no physical form for him to do anything. There is only consciousness, the energy. Uh, and that one they like they try to talk to people, people cannot hear them. They try to hold on to things, they cannot hold on to things. They they try to do a lot of things when they are alive, but they realize they are no longer able to do that. Then sometimes they see their own kind, the non-human and all those things. Then if you were to uh, read certain type of uh, maybe books or what they write about this and all those things. And different religions, of course, they also describe it under their own understanding. But basically, these are just the random consciousness that come out and has certain ability. Yeah. But they will finally cease and disperse. Yeah. So, what I try to explain to you is maybe these are the various phases of possibility that happen when a phenomena ends or when a life ends. 
So once you manage to reflect and contemplate, it comes, like you say, without you like looking for it or searching for it or inquiring, it just happens, it just comes. It's also meant to be for you to learn something. It's like an uh, it's like a form of awareness that is aware and develop the understanding. Like you say, the understanding just unfold and tell you that's how a life force and a life and or phenomena and in that case is the candle. Uh, so all this is what the phenomenal world is all about. When you have mindfulness and awareness, then you are able to be in this moment of silence. Then suddenly that seeing or what they call direct perception, they can give rise to understanding. Uh, then when they manifest, it is like sometimes meant to be like today, is for you to ask that question so that you can develop the condition for all this understanding to surface. Otherwise, it won't surface. Uh, so this so-called uh, ability to witness the cessation or ending of life or phenomena, those process, they are very unique to itself and beautiful. That's why everyone is different. Every condition is different. Every uh, phenomena or activity is different. So through all this observation and understanding, we develop more and more ability to actually understand the very possibility of existence and life manifestation. This is why the cultivation of the Bodhisattva way, which I always say is very extensive. Extensive in the sense that after you have gone through many, many existence, aeons and aeons of cultivation, existence, then you develop all this accumulated understanding. And especially when we are in phases of cultivation, like disaster, most of us has the awareness, the mindfulness, the Dhamma, the more or less ability to develop such understanding. All this understanding we can actually accumulate and become our, what they call inheritance. Inheritance in the sense that we have that karmic inheritance through the karmic nature. Of course, that one, the whole process, if you are non cultivator, you don't know. Karma just takes its course. That's why, like the Buddha said, they are all born of their karma, heir to their karma, conditioned supported by their karma, and they are what they are because of their karma. So that one, they cannot do anything. So that karmic process is a summation of all their conscious moment or what they call uh, their mental intention that they manifest every moment, every instant within 
those moments that they live life because every moment of consciousness there is karmic implication or imprint inside. So that summation of all the karmic, they will form the karmic nature. Then that nature is what they are conditioned into. They were born of it, heir to it, conditioned as part of it, and they are what they are because. Then when it comes to cultivation, like we all, you all, most of you all, this line, you develop the cultivation, the understanding, and all things. These are also like wisdom imprints or understanding that will accumulate into your spiritual nature. And that spiritual nature is very unique, very different. That one, the normal living being, they cannot inherit it. And most of them don't have that nature, where they don't have the condition to develop it. But for those who have this understanding, when you are able to develop the ability to connect to the meditative understanding, means when you can cease your mind or silence your mind to realize the true mind, then relax, maintain awareness, silence, and develop the ability to connect to your true nature, your gateway. Then from there, the yin and yang external energy or manifestation, they will melt inside, then they will transform you. Yeah. Then when you go through all those transformation of consciousness, awareness, the direct seeing, the awakening, all things, so all this understanding, they will bring forth what they call a type of uh, realization or awakening that you can start to uh, develop the ability to inherit from your spiritual nature. So once that ability to inherit start, that being that cultivate at that time, they develop a lot of understanding, a lot of joy. It's like everything is Dhamma, everything is truth, no? everything is just so beautiful, no? so wonderful, then you start to develop a lot of understanding. It's actually from your inheritance, your spiritual nature. You inherit them, and they come back to you. No? Then when they come back to you, you become very different. No? You you like understand a lot of things, even things that you never learned this life, like I used to share with you, explain with, to you. Yeah. So all this, is what the spiritual nature is. But you can only inherit after you connect. That is the big difference. Whereas coming, the moment you are born, is already there. You are born of it, and the condition is supported by it, and you are what you are because of it. So that is the difference. So this spiritual nature, what I need you all to understand is, whatever you go through, like, Today, AMB1 is the condition for all this understanding to surface. Yeah? But as you cultivate, you develop more and more, uh, I should say, uh, deeper understanding of the cultivation. Yeah? There's some people call it, you develop more and more sophisticated, uh, what, sophisticated yeah? understanding. Yeah? More penetrative understanding of all these things 
then it becomes part and parcel of your spiritual understanding and you will accumulate it in your spiritual nature. And all this, when you start to connect, they will actually come back to you. Yeah. Then when you start to inherit them, it's like the thing flow to you very fast, very fast. Then everything you do uh, during that life uh, is like creating the condition for all this to unfold, for all this understanding. That's why this time my nature come. I went through all this, then I actually developed all the understanding. That's why now, which is uh, 1989, 30 years, uh, I think coming to 34 years already, uh, after 1989. That thing has stabilized and developed until so different. That's why now, the way all this sharing is been done, it will evolve according to Kayamita's condition and nature's condition. That's why now all the retreat and all the sharing can become very different. And not only my nature manifests and echo and flow with what is happening, the Kayamita force, that condition of this Kayamita's consciousness and understanding, they also evolve. That's why this teaching, this understanding last time, which I cannot share and I cannot teach, because you are not ready, they can start to arise, manifest. And there are more and more understanding will unfold as we continue this journey together uh, as Kayamita's my friends, and what we call spiritual practitioner. Yeah. So this is what I need you all to understand. Eh? So this sharing is very important. Eh? So we should thank Ingbi for the good condition. Eh? Salute to you, Ingbi. Yeah. Now you can continue, yeah, Ingbi. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Bertil, for explaining the... Uh... Uh, what are the inheritance uh, inheritance inheritance of the spiritual yeah nature. yeah yeah the spiritual nature yeah this is how all those things comes about is the insight the awakening the understanding as you cultivate as you develop all this uh, then more and more thing will happen as you connect to your nature stabilize the awareness nature then a lot of thing will happen uh, and this one you cannot find in books or where hardly anybody can develop that type of cultivation any until that level. There are of course, but very, very rare, very, very few. And even those who have, you need that type of stability over that period. Uh, that's why I say I was lucky because of my vow and all this thing and the special additional aspiration. I connect and develop all this understanding at an early age, 35 years old, uh, 1989, minus 54 is exactly 35. <laughs> so 35, just like the Buddha when he became enlightened underneath the Bogi tree, uh, he's uh, what they call 
Uh, he also, after that, I think, continue the sharing and the teaching. Well, after he inherited underneath the Bohi tree, he became the Samasambuddha, where he has perfected the ten perfection. Uh, whereas the other bodhisattvas or great beings is slightly different because they haven't perfected that thing. So the communism nature didn't completely come back. It's only whatever in the spiritual nature that you have developed or cultivated and that one they starts to inherit. That's why last time I explained to you the three types of body yeah, of cultivator and also the individual being. First is our what we call Nimanakaya. Nimanakaya is our functional body that allows us to come to this existential world to function as a human being. Then we have our karmic nature, the spiritual nature. We have the two, eh? karmic nature and the spiritual nature. So the karmic nature is the moment we are born, that rebirth consciousness, we start to inherit. We are born of it, conditioned by it, supported by it, and we are what we are because of it. Uh, that one, the whole process manifests. But the spiritual nature, you have to wait till you meditate to connect before you can inherit. So what happened is the Samasamuddha is different immediately because the other one is already like predicted, the prediction, the destiny happening that holding the causes and conditions are set. So once they connect, the whole thing will come back. Yeah. But for normal bodhisattvas and great men, it, it will take a while. Yeah. But although I say take a while, it may not be that long. Yeah. But over the years, it's like the Buddha Sakyamuni, he at that time, at the age of 35, he also become fully enlightened. Then he inherited. That's why it animated him into a Samasambuddha. Or we call it the Dhamma body that can manifest and teach the Dhamma. So, Nimanakaya, together with spiritual body or spiritual nature's body, spiritual understanding, that was Sambugayakaya. So Nimanakaya and Samogaya combine and he made him into a Samasambuddha. Or we call it the Dhammakaya. He manifests the Dhamma body to teach the Dhamma to the world, to living beings and all these things. Yeah. So for normal being, you will not have that so-called uh, Samasambuddha Dhammakaya. You will also like inherit and that spiritual body also come in but it's not the fully enlightened one the perfected one but it's also good enough depending on your cultivation then once that one manifests that's why that former mind become different it like can make use of this functional body together with the sabogaya kaya or uh, not the perfected Samogaya Kaya, the spiritual nature's understanding and uh, cultivation that it has developed or inherited 
together with that, they can also teach and share. Yeah. So like my nature and all those things. So this is how all this are possible. Then when they share, they share very differently. They not through knowledge. It's through understanding from their nature it manifests. There's a lot of things which you all were like find it very strange in the sense of the word strange. These are things that you don't hear from anybody or read from any books. Yeah, these are very rare and very unique type of sharing, which is so different from the normal uh, sharing that you hear even from the internet world, from whatever Buddhist community or what. You, you can't find, you can't find. So this is the beauty of the phase that we are evolving through as Dhamma practitioner or Kayamitas. So these are the, what they call, beauty and wonders of uh, the Dhamma unfolding, uh, or what we call the evolution of what they call the consciousness based on our cultivation and understanding. So this phase is very beautiful, very unique, and hopefully uh, more and more cultivators of the way, especially Kayamitas and the non-humans who wanted this type of teaching and sharing, they can receive them. And this is what Maitreya in the year 2008 want me to share with the world. Yeah. That message that came was so beautiful. Uh, and 2008 until now is already uh, 15 years. Uh, uh, 15 years. Uh, now it's 2023. Uh, so things are happening, unfolding. Uh, that's why we have our website. We have our Bodhisattva way. We have our all the Dhamma that unfold. Then we have all the sharing that is recorded. And this is going to be very, very beautiful and very, I should say, a true wealth of uh, spiritual understanding that cultivator of the way in the future can actually receive uh, that's why with our civilizations uh, advancement of technology and all those things all these recording videos or whatever uh, ebook and publication they can be very important very beautiful and this is how all this can be preserved. Yeah. And you can still have this style of recording to be played and shared. And as you all continue with your cultivation and progress, later on, you listen again. <laughs> the, the understanding is different again. The depth of it 
Uh, it's different, right? just like what you are experiencing in the early years before you have that deep understanding, the faith and all this thing. Then over the years, many of the Kayamita also you all have already benefited based on what I explained earlier on. Uh, we are, I used to tell a lot of Kayamita, I say a lot of things you will come to understand much later uh, as you cultivate as you develop more understanding, then you are able to comprehend the deeper understanding of what I share and all those That's why a lot of Kaimita experience that. The more you listen, the more understanding arises from that same uh, sharing. So all these are the possibility, the phases of cultivations, evolution that we are going through. And this is going to become very beautiful and very uh, useful for future generation of cultivator of the way. So if all this understanding starting to unfold, the understanding will become very different in years to come. Yeah. Especially after this coming retreat, I think there will be another level of movement or understanding of all this Dharma cultivation, the Kayamitas consciousness, uh, or what they call the evolution of the Kayamitas ability to understand all this. So we will develop more and more of this, especially uh, during the retreats and the later subsequent sharing that we are having. Okay, uh, sorry to take up so much of your time, Amy. And now I pass back to you. You can continue. Yeah, yeah thank you, Vatio. You have very detailed out the a very detailed uh, explanation. Yeah. yeah, it's very yeah. beneficial to all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later mm. on, you all listen again. Then as you progress further, you listen again. It becomes, then you will evolve all this understanding. Because these are the things that my nature is supposed to pass down and share. These are the true Dhamma understanding. Mm. Which actually, at that time, 208, when I received the message, I knew what my trail was telling me. Well, I knew I have this understanding. I can share all this. But the condition was not there at that time. But my nature know. You are, the, I, I like telling myself, I say, you are the Sama Sambuddha, no, my dear. You don't have to be like so full of that courtesy. You know. He used the word Qing Ni, you know. uh, I say, you just instruct, I will do already. That's why I stay away with a lot of joy. I say, I will definitely do it. Yeah. Then I say, you only need to instruct. That's it. Finish. So that's why after that, a lot of things happened. No? After that, your Thursday class started. No? 208, I remember. Then you and me phone after my first sharing in at this uh, Subang AGPA. That's how it started. Then the class, everything. Then all the other things continue until today. And all in is 
exactly 15 years now. And that is beautiful. And you are the one together with me for at that time. Of course, later on, Sri An joined us. Yeah? That actually started the movement. Yeah? So all this, you look back, <laughs> it is like meant to be. Uh, meant to be. Yeah? So my nature rejoices uh, that all this has come up. Uh, and like Amy said, I have explained it in very lucid and very clear uh, manner today. So hopefully, today sharing, uh, you all can meet us who have the condition to hear it, uh, listen to it, will develop all the faith and understanding that you all need uh, for you to go this way and make you really uh, determine strongly to plant the seed of Mohi and continue with this way of cultivation so that all this understanding can arise. Then follow the yellow cut, the Bodhisattva way. Especially the aspiration, the vow, the aditan, to have this type of understanding life after life whenever you choose to come or you have to come. So that all this understanding, they will remain with you. Then I realized by doing that, you can cut short your training of the Bodhisattva way by a lot, a lot. You have to work. You don't have to wait till like sasana to sasana to progress. Uh, in fact, after this sasana, even the sasana of Sakyamuni Buddha no more. Your nature, because of this bodhisattva vow that you have and the understanding that this nature has shared with you all this time, you will progress even during the non-sasana. And your nature will become very different. Then by the time you hit the next sasana, your nature can become very different already. And some of you all may be even very, very different. So my nature really rejoices with all the condition and the understanding and the manifestation and unfolding of this sharing and teaching. Sadhu. Okay, Amy, continue. Yeah, sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Sadhu, sadhu, yeah. Yeah, while you're explaining, huh, just now, I was kind of recalling that moment when I see the flame of the candles burning. Yeah, yeah. It's a full seeing. It's correct. Like correct. It is totally like absorbed in the flame, yes, in the whatever because, in front of me. Huh, it will be like an imprint. You know what is an imprint? Huh? It goes yes. in deep into your nature. And then my eyes like, wow, open up big like that. Yeah, no, and and you will know that this is something like different. Huh? <laughs> this is something that is meant to be on. That's why it's the condition for all this oh. to arise. Otherwise, I won't be sharing all this. Mm. If there is no condition, this nature cannot manifest the sharing. But because that 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 condition is so uh, like meant to be, that nature know that this thing has to come out already. Then it come out. Yeah. Yeah. So during that time, also my heart like, oh, oh, I don't know how to no expression. I just. Oh, correct, correct, correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, like, like the, the aha moment. Oh, 
So beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, so beautiful. They call it the aha moment. Like you suddenly awaken now. And this is so beautiful. Like you know, this one is something different. That's why it's meant to be. So when I ask, normally you don't own your, your mic on. Today I saw it, the first one to actually off uh, and on. That's why I immediately call you and ask you to share. And the sharing was like meant to be for all this to come up. It happens uh, two times or more. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Different, yeah, 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 different yeah, manifestation. Correct, correct. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, well, till I finish my sharing, maybe I invite anyone. Of ah, you can invite somebody. Maybe or anybody who yeah, wants to share come like in. If they want to come to share. Yeah. Uh, anybody wants to come in, you can Thank come you. in. Yeah. So Jin Hao is here in the physical class. Jin Hao will be sharing. Um, good evening. Um, yeah. you and okay, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what I want to say in this one of the incidents happens uh, in mm. the daily life. Mm. Okay. Um, few weeks ago, I started to do like um exercise. See? Mm. Um, so I start to do the the mountain walking. You see, mm. because not very far away, about five minutes um uh, drive. There's a very famous mountain at my house. In mm. my house, it's like Ape mm. San. Eh? So, all the while, um, I've been just, you know, doing like half an hour walking in a very, very flat land around the area. So, um, one day I was thinking like, ah, since there's a lot of uh, different paths inside uh, in, the, in the mountains, and mm. it's quite famous, a lot of um, people are uh, coming over. Mm. So, I say, it would be so good if somebody can guide me, you see, mm, um, to, to, the, to the path. Yeah, know, to yeah, the yeah. Um, and then I say, yeah, maybe one of the weekends, you see. But not, not long after my thought arises, you see, mm. this one uh, young young guy came, came out, you see, mm. and he, he walked in front of me and then stop at the junctions. Mm. That was a junction that I wish usually make a U-turn because after that there's different paths. Mm. Then I, I, I look at him and I say, Oh, you are going up, is it? And he said, Yeah, yeah, he's going up. I say, Where are you going up? He said he's going up to the station six. Mm. Then I say, Um, can I follow you? And mm. he said that yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, I can follow him, is it? Mm -hmm. Um but he is a very regular climber, is it? So no, very no, fast, that, yeah, yeah. very fast. And I, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really, you know, uh, prepared for this. So mm -hmm. I, I just, I, but I did follow with it. Mm -hmm. And it was, the, the, the path is very stiff, mm. very stiff and it's not difficult. And I didn't actually prepare because I didn't even uh, bring the, the tonka, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, 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 so while walking up, I just keep on asking him, say, yeah, how far is it? He said, oh, uh, another, um, uh, 20 minutes or 30 minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um. The when when I eventually when I reached to the top, you see, yeah, uh, the station sticks, and yeah. then I asked him, "Wow, this is station sticks, huh? Wow, quite quite difficult." I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, quite difficult." <laughs> and then I asked him, "Um, how far is it from? I mean, uh, any more station after this?" Then he said, "This is the highest." Mm. And then I was, I was stunned, you know. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, this is the highest." Yeah. And then this is the highest, and then uh, he said that. Um, he said that they actually got different path uh, to, to the station six. Mm. It's just that uh, this one is the most uh, 
the shorter one. So mm. it's the stiffest one. Yeah, yeah. So it, it bypasses the station one, two, three. Mm. It'll go straight up to the station six. Mm. Then um and I just you know, inside my house say very lucky. I mean very fortunate that I yeah, didn't you ask, met you met that yeah, guy. I met uh, the first guy and then yeah. the other thing is that I didn't ask when I was down there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if I would ask that uh, know that station six was the highest, I wouldn't want to go because yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. prepare it. So, yeah, yeah. So it is like, you know, it's so it's, it's in the cultivations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the cultivation, it's like, you know, um, and, and one thing is like, because when when you, when I was climbing up, I, I, one thing I've learned is like, I don't want to look back. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you look back, it was quite easy to fall down because yeah, it's right. like, you know, it's quite okay. stiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, if you look up as so, it will be very far away. Yeah, and like you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it arise a lot of like you know um, uh, reflections for me. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. To to Sadu. to to yeah. sort of like to point in the cultivations. Yeah, yeah, it's quite similar actually. Yeah, yeah because you know you you just forget about you know the distance. Yeah, when you have the faith, you don't look back and you don't look forward. You just do. That's why I say persevere, diligent. Once you have the faith, develop the sincerity, then just do, just cultivate, just move. Yeah. So climbing, mountain climbing, like what you experience, is one activity. Yeah. But to reach the top, that is the so-called, yeah, uh, you may call it, you aspire to realize that. Yeah. Means, it's like the first stage of your uh, success or whatever. Yeah. But if you are a cultivator, when it comes to the spiritual understanding, it's different. So this one is an activity of the human world, or we call it the existential world. So this one, most people, they will have to go through the training, like you say, yeah? train to be. Uh, up to the mark so that you can actually do it. Then like this guy you met, although young, he has done it so regularly until he become very good and he know this is the shortest part, but steepest also, uh, maybe relatively not so easy. But he took you on that path, you see. Then you reach the highest or the summit or whatever. Mm. Then you were also very surprised because you were not prepared for it. But then, after meeting him, you just uh, not prepared. Also, you follow him. Then you able to reach that. And this is what cultivation is all about. As I, if you may recall, in the thirty-seven factors of enlightenment, the Buddha actually taught uh, the first four they call it the uh, the uh, four I think application of success or what already I forgot already the four uh, it is for normal cultivator one not the actual spiritual one uh, the uh, don't, don't know what success. Uh. I forgot. Right? Presidio. Uh, Sorry, uh, 
of our puja offering to develop the what they call stability of spiritual faculty until they become balas or powers. So all these are very vital for cultivation. Then after that, you will know how to apply the other balance of the 37 factors of enlightenment to actually develop the cultivation, the perfection, and all these things. So what Jin Hao shared today also very good. Uh, although it's just a mountain climbing, but at least it set for uh, the causes and condition for me to share with you all the 37 factors of enlightenment, especially the first four. They call it the four bases of success. So I should thank Alicia. Yeah. I sometimes cannot remember the words uh, that they use. Uh, it's called the four bases of success. Yes. It's how you want to excel in certain things that you do in life. You apply these four bases of success, which is taught under the, the Buddha's teaching of the 37 factors of enlightenment. Mm. Okay, Jinhao, you continue. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I say sometimes, you know, the you know, in Chinese they say in yuan bu ke si yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yuan bu ke si yeah. yeah. You okay. you like what you say, you see, um you have to have the guide, you see. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the guide uh came, you see, yeah, when yeah. the thought arrived. Yeah. And it's also um that the few days when I that they also I think uh Alicia uh sister Alicia sent the notes about the Tarasip, the Sapa Tarasip. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. tried to, you know, grow Correct, the seed, right. plant the fruits. Plant yeah. the fruit, you see. Yeah. And then it it gave me the the joys and reflections on mm, that mm, uh, mm. on that incident. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, never look down any of us. You see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just that some somebody may be fast and somebody may be slow. You see? Yeah, yeah. So when the time causes causes the condition fall into place, uh, mind, uh, it will it will find it will yeah. eventually grow up. Correct, it. correct. So yeah, <laughs> it will just manifest, which is very true. Oh, sadu, yeah, that's sadu, why I was so joyful. Is it? Oh, very good. Because it's before, before actually before the the mountain climbing. Um, the two weeks before that, I already started um uh, to do exercise. Oh, so that's why I say that you know if if before before the two weeks preparations, I wouldn't able to arise the condition for yeah, me yeah, yeah. to to climb up, you see. Correct, correct. And you make the aspiration that that fellow appear. Yeah. <laughs> that guy appear. <laughs> so that's why it is like um of course it is um couldn't compare with cultivation, is it? But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like a, it's it's give me a lot of reflection like that in the cultivation by you just need to have faith, you see? And, correct. and the, the, Very guy, true. the teacher will arrive. Yeah, yeah. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That saying is very true. Uh, because these are the causes and conditions and cultivator of the way arise. Understand? That's why when you are ready or you prepare ready, then you make the aspiration to meet up like the Buddha help all the cultivators of the way, the disciple, the Buddhist devotee, how to make aspiration. Vichan, Ipina, Punyang, Kamina, and all things. So how you can actually uh, make use of your merits or your whatever wholesomeness or blessings. So you invoke power of merits for causes and conditions for you to avoid the foolish, meet up with the wise, so that 
the enlightenment can be realized in the here and the now soon as possible. So this is for the sainthood way for most people. So you can modify on it and evolve on it. And like what Xianhao went through is the mountain climbing is just one simple thing. You aspire or make that aspiration to meet always somebody who can guide you and show you the way and how to do it. Then that thing comes. So cultivation is the same. After we have developed the understanding, we have faith in the teaching, then we start to invoke power of merits for causes and conditions for all this to arise. That's why the yellow card I teach you how to ask for forgiveness and how to actually invoke power of merits and make the miscellaneous vow, the four basic vow and all those things, the right view well. These are all based on the cultivation's understanding that my nature has gone through and it has evolved it out because it has used this understanding to progress. That's why this nature can progress so fast and in such manner is because of that understanding. And because of that, Maitreya actually knew my nature can do it. That's why he asked for it. So that message got two parts. Initially, is the essential Dhamma which I have covered before 2016 yeah. when the Heart Sutta book came out. Then the second part is the Bodhisattva way, yeah, which I think started end of 2016 until now. Yeah. And this Bodhisattva way also, it has evolved until the book also come out in the year 2017 or 8, I forgot already. Then after that, I think all this unfolding is what is supposed to manifest and develop further. Mm. So very good. Huh? So Sadhu to Envy and Jinhao huh? for creating the good condition today. Let us rejoice. Huh? Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Very good. Anything to add, uh, you know, no more. Okay, so, so also exactly six o'clock, I think we will end the whole sharing. Huh? So let us share merits and transform merits. Akasata Chirpumata Devananga Mahindika Punyatang Anamoditwa Chirang Rakantuloka Sasana Ita wata chamehi sampadan punya sampadan sabe deva anamodantu sapasampati sidia idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo idang menya tinang hotu Sukita hontunya tayo Devo asatukalena Sasa sampati hetu cha Fito bawa tu loko cha Raja bawa tu damiko Imina punyang kamina Mami bala samagamo Satang samagamo hotu Yawa Nivana Patiya Sadu Sadu Sadu
Okay, you all can now pay respect mindfully in the Lord Buddha, Kuan Yin Bodhisattva, and all the worthy ones. Then we will end the whole sharing. Sadhu to all.